This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio is proudly sponsored by CompleteSigns.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London and Crawley and Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs, then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website, completesigns.co.uk, for further information, including contact details and full office addresses. Live commentary. Uh, ball back with companion in the centre of the field. I hope he plays a long breaking pass. He doesn't. <laughs> it's found Dobby. Oh, again, he's trying to... Have you got a word for those short passes? Well, I've got a word for that short pass, but um, <laughs> I may not say it. Live interviews. Yeah, I think that's where we'll be for, for the foreseeable future. You know, we're working on some interesting things there. And um, I think that we're developing, we're developing it bit by bit. He's probably going to be our best option. Expert analysis. All right, then. John and the kids are dead on the motorway. Dead on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> no! You well, most of the time, anyway. Homestale Radio. <laughs> Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and merry February the 16th, 2014. Tonight we wish you season's greetings and welcome you to the Whole Radio Christmas Special. That's right, here at Whole Radio we never shortchange our listeners. You thought we'd ignored Christmas, but the truth is, we saved it from when you most needed it. With me tonight are Alex White. Hey! Ah, ben Nake. Uh, merry Christmas. Albert Curley. It's not Christmas. Shh, it is. Joe Holio. Hello. And Stuart Shave. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pirate. 
Yeah. Um, ah, jail, shut up. <laughs> On tonight's show, we review the 12 hour coach trip from uh, Selhurst to Liverpool and back in place of our game against Everton. We'll be talking about driver performance, service station selection tactics, and quite seriously, about the reasons and timing for the postponement. We'll also be hearing from Dr. Unk, and Albert will be carrying out a tackle from behind in a brand new feature. Most importantly of all, since it's Christmas, we'll be having a quiz for your amusement, or bemusement. You are welcome to play along at home and mercilessly bully our team for their mistakes. Despite this being our festive show, we're still 100% live right now, so you can get in touch as you usually do. Don't know if I'm supposed to tell you how to do that, probably not. Um, so yeah, anyway, we're going to begin with a roundup of the main stories of the week in News in Brief. Involved with the show. Email radio at homestyle.net or call us on 0208 1234 098. Homestyle Radio. Voices for Palace Watch, faces for Crime Watch. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. Young Eagles defender Ryan Innes has completed a loan move to League One side Gillingham through until the end of the season. The towering centre-back has recently returned to Palace, having spent a month on loan at conference side Luton Town, making three appearances and scoring once on his debut against Cambridge United in an FA Trophy tie, but has now continued his footballing development by moving up the pyramid with the Jills. Former Eagles chairman Ron Nodes will be this year's recipient of a special achievement prize at the annual Crystal Palace Awards Night to celebrate his time in charge of the club. Nodes sadly passed away in December, aged 76, following a long battle with cancer, but his place in Palace history will always be assured. Season ticket sales have already passed the 1,500 mark for the 2014-15 season. Tickets went on sale earlier this month and already Palace supporters are showing their support for the club in preparation of next season as they take advantage of the best discounted prices that are currently available. News in brief. Homesdale Radio is brought to you in association with CompleteSigns.co.uk for all your sign-based needs. To receive a genuine 10% discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today. Okay, and well, welcome back. Uh, well, where to start? I mean, obviously, it is a surprise Christmas show. We did have no game this week, but that doesn't mean there isn't plenty to talk about. Um, well, let's let's just start with the uh, the discussion of the Everton game. I think there's a there's a couple of ways we can go with this. Uh, actually, I tell you what, if you're sort of just a we had, we had some uh, a listener clip sent in earlier. I mean, people last week got a little bit upset with us talking about. Um, well, basically, Nick Nick rang up and wanted to talk about whether or not Jedi should be playing and whether or not he needed to be dropped. And and Gel very much backed him on that. And um, listener Nick Timothy decided to um, express that in clip form. So have a little listen to this. There you go. We've got Nick calling in. Controversially. I think we should drop Jedi. Drop Jedi. Drop Jedi. <laughs> I think Jedi's a liability. I, I agree he wins lots of headers, but he's making too many bad passes. Imagine he did that against Chelsea. I'm going to get Joel's view on that now. Joel? Yeah, he's not alone. <laughs> I've been wanting to say this for about three weeks now. As much as you want to run around and smash people up, yesterday gave the ball away an awful lot. As much good as he does, I'm beginning to think the misplaced passes 
are begin to outweigh that. I, I agree with Nick. I can't turn this into a coating, but his, his distribution is woeful. Hey. That's too far for me. Nick, who do you bring in to replace somebody like like Jednat then? Ledley. Okay, with who? With um oh um oh maybe four one one uh one one three two. <laughs> So, so we go out the window with everything that thinks of the structure and just go they for it. Take um, Ledley there, put par at right back and see how it goes. And if you can find me a player that can keep the ball and intercept the ball and tackle as vigorously as he does, then then by all means do that because yeah, you think he can... <laughs> who, do you, who do you put O'Keefe in with then? O'Keefe again. Ledley. Yeah. <laughs> it's only got a few people rolled on Twitter. Terence from RedBlueArmy.co.uk has said, tell Nick Gussett to lay off uh, and send a picture of someone doing heroin. How fun is that? Fella called Les Jones, 1970. Gel talked bollocks. Don't know why you have him on every week. Fucking hell, Nick. Uh, I agree. Mm. News to be fun. Oh, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great work from Nick there. He sent that in. He's also responsible for the A Palace Minute videos on YouTube, which I'm sure you've all seen. If you haven't, just go onto YouTube immediately after the show, obviously, and uh, and do look at all of the videos under A Palace Minute. They are absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. So, that was a little interlude. We are going to talk now about the uh, the review of the Everton game. And to sort of lead us into that is a new feature from Albert, who's with us today. And this is episode one of A Tackle From Behind. Hello, my name's Albert, and this is my Tackle From Behind. In a week that saw many a foreign athlete slip over and land on their arse, my personal favourite being Arsene Wenger, Palace and approximately 2,000 fans attempted to brave the elements in order to make it to Goodison Park on Wednesday night. Traffic and train disruption had already put a few hundred Palace fans at risk of being late, but to make matters worse, the game was called off a mere 40 minutes before kick-off, with several coaches having to queue in even more traffic just to turn back again, and some reporting a 12-hour round trip. Stark consolation was that it was free. Back in Goodison Park, however, the goalkeepers had already started warming up, which just demonstrates how close the game was to going ahead. However, they both soon heard the news and headed off down the tunnel. Tim Howard could be heard yelling several expletives as he left the pitch, and was still swearing when he left the ground to head to his car. Whether this was due to genuine outrage at the game being called off, or just his Tourette's, we can only speculate. Either way, he wasn't the only one fuming, with Steve Parrish joining the travelling contingent in branding the whole thing a shambles. As frustrating as it was for the boys from SC25, spare a thought for unfortunately named Rick Wee, who had his 30-year dream of watching Everton well and truly pissed on after a 7,000-mile journey. Word has it that he's considering switching his allegiance to Cardiff as they're used to having a pissed-off Malaysian in the stands. Good luck there, Rick. Anyway, the game was apparently called off due to a gale taking tiles off the nearby houses. What Dwight was doing up there stealing when he should have been warming up, I don't know. But hey, when in Rome... All in all, with no game juice elements, it's hard to pick someone to give my tackle from behind to. I don't believe in God, so I can't blame him. And even if I did, he'd insist I blame the homosexuals. And a tackle from behind means something completely different to those guys. Anyway, that's it for this week's Tackle From Behind. Join me next week when I'll be trying to clatter Man United. Let's hope Howard Webb isn't watching. Bye! Well, I thoroughly enjoyed the tackle from behind there. Well done, Albert. And, uh, yeah, some controversy in there. I think we'll probably not draw attention to it. That'd be best. Um, <clears throat> so, obviously, that was in relation to the, the postponement of the Everton game. And I'll start us off by um, by reading an email that, that came in from Leon McLeod, who, who 
regular listener and contributor to uh, various discussions. And um, Leon basically says this. He says, uh, as one of the thousand or so frustrated Crystal Palace fans who travelled to the postponed fixture last night, I felt I had to voice my opinion. It was a farcical evening. From the off, I want to clarify, I do understand that it may have been in the best interest of supporters to postpone the game. However, to do so at short notice is nothing short of a joke. Uh, Leon then goes on to point out the fact that there are red weather warnings in place. I can vouch for that. I was sitting on the back of the coach before it left and had pointed out that exact same thing. Uh, Leon's then pointed out that the nearer we got to the ground, the better the weather seemed to be. Again, another fair observation there. Um, but even around an hour before the game was called off, there was building damage, there was power outages and fallen trees, and it's not a million miles away from Goodison Park. So you would expect the, the game to have been called off then. Um, it goes on to say that it's unlikely I'll be able to make the trip uh, to the arrange, rearrange other commitments and my own football team at weekends and preparations for this year's London Marathon. Uh, although and another ten and a half hour round trip is something I was not looking for much looking forward to anyway. I'm sure I'm not the only person to complain and can accept it can't be changed now. But I'm angry. The only time professionalism seemed to kick in was when it was too late. And once again, the supporters who made the game, um, who make the game what it is, lose out. I hope that your club can at least I hope that your club, as an Everton, can at least try to learn from the shambles of Wednesday evening. So uh, the gist of that is a very strongly word, worded opinion, and it's something that we've all shared, I guess. And um, I mean, Ben, you, you yourself uh, had a little article in the paper, didn't you, uh, on, uh, the, on yeah, the subject? On the Mail Online, yeah. I mean, I think I, I completely agree with with Leon there that we can't really bemoan the fact that it was it was called off because everything was pointing towards that, you know, with the 100-mile-per-hour wind forecast. I think the main reason everybody's annoyed is, is purely because of the timing of it. I mean, as you say, when we left at about quarter to one, there was warnings, you know, 100-mile-per-hour winds. There's, there's you know, lor- lorries being blown over on the motorway, trees across the road. And you think there's so many opportunities during that day. When you know Palace fans are travelling, I mean, well, my journey in particular was six was a 600-mile round trip from Eastbourne. I was on the road for 16 hours overall. Yeah, And I mean... Surely, at some point in that first, you know, journey on the way up there, that you know, you've got to think of the travelling support and how far they're coming, and how ridiculous mm. the situation was. I mean, one of the one of the coaches was about fifteen miles from the ground. Mine was mine was about fifty miles away still, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I was on, I was on one of the ones that actually got got through. There were two of us that sort of diverted off the M6 and got through. We were we were within, um, I think, probably taken about half an hour. But we would have made kickoff. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, the point still remains. There's a couple of things to consider you, that you mentioned. You're talking about, you know, we could they could have called it off earlier. But we're all talking about a journey on a Wednesday night. That's the other thing. And it's you only go back to when the fixtures were actually scheduled. I mean, it's not like there are no London teams to play, and it's not like Everton can't play a team in the north in yeah. a midweek. Why is a midweek game uh, being picked for? for to, it, it's, it just proves there is no consideration for fans. Joe, uh, you wanted to make a point early on. Yeah, no, um, firstly, I'd like to wish you Happy Easter, <laughs> season's greetings and all that shit. Um, listen, all the ire that's been directed at Everton is a little bit mm. unfair, uh, uh, um, mm. because it wasn't Everton that called it off, it was 5-0. So, mm. if you want to have a at that, you know, just write your letters, emails and uh, and your tweet, uh, tweets and direct them at, at the old bill in, uh, in Liverpool, because they're the ones that called it off, no one else did. Um, yeah. The other thing as well is, no matter what time they'd have put the game on, I'd, I'd say that three quarters of the Palace fans wouldn't have got there anyway. You'd, you wouldn't have got there. If you were 20 miles away, you wouldn't have got there for another hour, hour and a half. 
no, so, this, so you no, would have... Yeah, I listen, Joe. I, I think that most people have, are, are honest enough and, and say that that is the case. And again, most people who, who know anything aren't saying necessarily it, it's Everton's fault, although to a degree they do think that... that I mean, there was once something that happened. Like There's a couple of things that happened. Obviously, as Everton's assertion was right up until the very end that the game was going to go ahead. Um, you know, they, they, they were told by our club, specifically our chairman, that our fans weren't going to get there, but a fair few could if they delayed kickoff when they refused to delay kickoff, saying there was no problems. Um, well, those, those, they, those, are, those are the little things that Everton were, people are annoyed with Everton about. But the main, the main focus is the decision not to call the game off based on the forecast. Um, I can honestly say I was sitting on the back of the coach talking to people with, you know, with my phone out saying, look, you know, showing them a picture of the, the red warning. And the red warning from the Met Office is it's not actually a common thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not... Well, no, it means a danger to life. That's yeah. what it means. Amber warning is just a, is a danger of flooding. Yeah. But red warning is dangerous to life. Yeah, it, was to- it, it was totally the right decision to call the game off. I mean, what we, saw on, what we saw on the way up makes it even more annoying that it wasn't done earlier because we made the journey. We, we actually attempted that journey and we, had to, we passed a lorry that had been blown over on top of a uh, van and there's trying to trying to cut some bloke out of a van as we're driving past. Do you know what I mean? You can't so, you can't use that as an excuse in Liverpool because it always looks like that with the houses. <laughs> so, that's but, true. No, it's it's frustrating. And, and listen, how many times have we seen it where mm. like Carlisle are going down to Torquay and then they get down to I don't know fleet services or whatever, and then the game gets called off. You know, we had it the other day when when one of the southwest coast teams. You know, they 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 paid for. They pay for the opposition's fans to come back down. They pay for their coaches. Do you remember they had a whip round of yeah, yeah, for a game that was abandoned. So, so. Hartley Paul or someone I can't really remember. Yeah, but there was yeah, a, but, yeah. But that's that's the other thing. I can't see the scouts giving us anything. But a load of a load of jobs. <laughs> and the other thing as well is, uh, um, you remember we had Jack on when, when we played Everton last time. On mm. we had Jack, the Everton fan, come on and had a chat on the show. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'd, I'd a ch- I've had a few chats with him, and he said, to be honest with you, they were a little bit relieved, the, the Scousers, because they, it was probably the weakest side they put out, well, they were going to put out for many a year. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, were, they were definitely in danger of, of being turned over there, so it's done them a favour more than us. Yeah, and again, people will, will point to that as, uh, as evidence for Everton not being too unhappy about it. But I think ultimately what, what our discussion really come, comes down to is, it's the, it just comes down to the fans. I mean, we know, no one's too. We're not too worried that you know, two teams of footballers didn't get to play and who it suited. It, it's more about, you know, I mean, asking pe- people who went on trains, for example, couldn't get back. They had to stay up there. That's you know, people had to sleep on trains and things like that. And it's all because, it's not just because there was freak weather. You know, you you can't do an awful lot about the weather at the moment, can you? It, it is what it is. But the the simple truth is that there are better games. There are more sensible games to pick when you're, when you're picking a fixture list. I don't know if they say it just comes out of a computer, there's nothing we can do, blah, 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 but there's not many midweek games in the Premier League. Which, I mean, there, there, there is, I mean, there, if you want to, again, if you want to direct some blame at people, mm. these Cobra meetings, right, there's a bird from the, from the Met Office that turns up at these Cobra meetings to represent the Met Office. Now, I know they gave, they, she or her department has given out a red warning. Now, this is the other thing as well. You've got 2,000 people. So it is like a major shift of, of people that wouldn't necessarily be going to a certain point in the northwest. You've got 2,000, minimum 2,000 people going up to the northwest where the storm hits land and, and you know it's going to be carnage. 
This yeah. is this is what annoys a lot of people is the Met Office. The Met Office, because of the because of the whole situation in the whole country, they could have called that game off before the old bill. They could have said, "Listen, we we advise you to not to not you know because of the weather, hundred mile an hour winds." As soon as you start mentioning hundred mile an hour winds, I know they don't want to get burnt, and you know we could have, you could have people in Liverpool said, "Well, there's nothing going on here." But on the other side of it, you know, I had a I don't know a couple of scallies trying to steal the lead off the off the main stand roof. Thought, you know, got blown off by the wind. Um, it, it would have it would have been all everyone would have been screaming and hollering. So, but it, they're more important people to blame than, than ever. And I ain't sticking up for them at all. Just, no, no, I do know. I do know the point, the point you're making, yeah, uh, Alex. Alex, you wanted to make a point on the on the fixtures that were played. Yeah, what well, you look at. Fulham hosted uh, hosted Liverpool at Craven Cottage, and, and how can somebody that's writing these fixtures say, okay, let's send Crystal Palace up to up to Everton, and let's send Fulham uh, and let's send Liverpool down to London? Mm. Why on earth were we not playing Fulham and Liverpool playing Everton? Surely it makes sense. And the other thing is, I don't believe there's actually a match on Easter Monday this season, which which we don't, which I believe there usually is. So, and we, we make it on a on a random Wednesday. In, in the middle of in the middle of February, that that we should play Everton away. Why not put it on an Easter Monday? For me, it's just beyond me why it's don't no go, consideration at all. Surely, don't we go to to uh, Sunderland and Newcastle on away on successive Wednesdays? Yeah, well, no, they're not on Wednesdays, but it's it's uh, successive weekends. So, so basically, you know, we yeah, we've got to go all the way up to I think it's Sunderland first. Then everyone's got you know, well. Some people will stay up there, but some people have you know have got work and whatever. You got to travel back and then go all the way back up the following weekend. I mean that, that again. Is, there is there is no real consideration. Um, Albert, you were just making a point there about a, a fixture. Yeah, well, it was, same night it was United versus Arsenal, isn't it? So if if you have a Merseyside derby on the same night, they can only show one of those games, and mm. you know, the, the, the powers that be at Sky or whatever they'd hate to miss out on you know milking a. TV opportunity would they? So, <laughs> I don't give yeah. a shit. Liverpool down here and we're up there. No, it's, 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 you know, everyone knows that the fans come second in, certainly in the Premier League. It, it's, uh, it's really quite distressing at times. But, you know, such, such is life. It happened. It, it's sort of out of the way and, you know, there will be a rearranged game. And, and the shame of it is, it, in a way, it's softened the blow for a lot of people because the club paid for paid for the travel. But in a way, the club have done you know made a good gesture to people, and it it was completely pointless. I mean, essentially, the club paid for me to go on a little coach journey, coach trip up and down the country for no good reason, and it it just it just strikes strikes me the real shame that the way it worked out. Uh, ben, yeah, I was just going to ask the the rest of the panel really what you thought about the the rearranged fixture, and if you think the the club might pay for the coaches again, or if you think that might be completely out of the question. I think it depends when it is, doesn't it? Have they announced the date? No, no they haven't. I, I think it's got to be midweek. I think they're trying to wait for some of the um, the cup games to be sort of done, done and dusted. I think they wanted to Everton out of the cup, didn't they? Yeah, it would have been ideal, wouldn't it? But, um, but yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a. It's definitely going to end up being midweek again. So it just means for a lot of people, it's it's faced with the the idea of, of taking even you know using even more holiday and all that sort of stuff. And it it really it really is just such a shame because. You know, we we could we could have done so much more. Um, and the other thing is, it was a huge, it was just a massive opportunity for us to to get three points. And I think we'd have gone tenth if we'd won, which, uh, which is a real shame. Uh, Albert, you said there is a tiny positive. It's a tiny positive. Sunderland also got postponed, and yeah. 
that's another game that they're going to have to cram into their already busy schedule, and hopefully that their squad isn't big enough to deal with that many games, and that might play into our hands a little bit. Mm, possibly that is, yeah, very much looking on the bright side of things. Um, Stuart, I don't know if you're there. Um, have you got any views on this at all? I am. I'm listening intently. I was, I was actually, I just, I was just looking while you were talking at Everton's. Um, I didn't know how Everton did in the FA Cup today, and I've just realised that they won three-one. Um, so I thought there might be yeah. actually a possibility of playing in the next FA Cup round, but clearly not. So, um, yeah, you're probably right. It's going to end up midweek, isn't it? And uh, it, that's, you know, there's no joy for us on that one, really, is there? No, absolutely not. Um, just trying to pick up on a few of the few, few tweets that we've had, and obviously nothing specific we've asked for so far. I noticed that um, John, John Ellicott's put a message asking, Tomo1 in Homesdale chat has asked if we can win. Oh, OK, we're going to say, uh, give a shout out to his four-year-old son, Harvey. Hi, Harvey. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, legend. Hi, Harvey. <laughs> Hello, Harvey. Hello, Harvey. What now, now Harvey? yeah, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this? <laughs> I was just going to say, we get to the watershed. Yeah, I'm just going to say, Joe, uh, is, the, is the fact that a four-year-old's listening, is that going to make you modify your language in any way? Only till nine o'clock. Only if you ain't in bed by then, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was if we ain't in bed by then, fuck him. <laughs> oh! No name. Ooh. Boo, indeed. Boo, indeed. <laughs> sorry, Harvey. Yeah, sorry, Harvey. You don't need to hear that. Not Certainly not from the like. <laughs> terrible, terrible behaviour. Should you be suspended for that, Chris? Um, I'll... Hang on, there you go. There was the beep. It's a little bit late, but thanks, Mikey. Thanks. For... Yeah, I'll put to send him a signed photo. <laughs> yeah, that's a Mac picture. He can have. He can have that. <laughs> oh yeah, that is actually an amazing picture as well. I do want that myself. Um, okay. Well, look. I tell you what. Let's not waste any more time. We're gonna have a little break and go and see what Doctor Unk's been up to. Um, actually, no, no. Before I do that, I've told a lie. Before I do that, I'm going to quickly, we got some forward reviews of the game. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent those in. Gary Milton says 12 hours on a coach. Jimmy Dawes says Everton didn't want it. Uh, Tony Pierce says bloody Gale Force wins. Keith Diamond says shambles, 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 shambles. Uh, Philip Ockham says shocking performance by officials and wasted drive up north. Chris Hopkin, Hopkins with wind traffic rain bollocks which uh, I don't know what the last word refers to. Maybe that was his evening. <clears throat> Daniel Apoku says, uh, the wind did what? Patrick O'Connor says, what a total shambles. And Paul Hanna says, a funking bad joke. See, I can modify my language. Anyway, let's have a little uh, check on what Dr. Unk's been up to. And when we come back, it's quiz time. Hi friends, I'm legendary radio host Chris Hambling. Today I'm visiting Palace Club doctor, Dr. Unk, as he looks to provide advice for our eager listeners. First up, we have Jockey who writes, Dear Doctor, my right knee hurts when I walk downstairs and I have, a t to have to do a 10k race for charity soon. Please help. Dr. Unk replies, Fair Jockey, I have simple traditional remedy for you. You will need a large quantity of rubbing alcohol, put your legs in an elevated position, and then combine 35 centiliters of this alcohol with one liter of tropical fruit juice. Drink the concoction in one go, preferably whilst watching a ladies exercise DVD for stimulation. After this, the knee will not hurt anymore and you can run up to 350 kilometers. Andrew Davis also writes, 
Do you have any advice on how we can cause a few injuries to opposition without getting caught or seeing the bruises? Dr. Unk replies, I am told that a bag of oranges can be applied to the affected area repeatedly for the desired results. Unk. A peculiar doctor, that I'm not really sure about him at all. Have we seen his medical license? Well, I, I haven't. I'm going to actually have to start asking some questions because, I mean, okay, we've got no real injuries left in the team, but I just don't know. Really, I don't think I trust him. I mean, some of his advice just doesn't seem to really work. Um, anyway, Chris, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure actually. Um, he's, uh, you know, I, I went and saw him. He was, he was in a, he was in a hotel. Um, right. no, I went and saw him, so I guess he's probably staying over here with his, with his, with his family. Uh-huh. I, I think probably the less said about, about Dr. Unk, the better, really. Um, so anyway, it's time for the Homestay Radio Christmas quiz. Um, I forgot to tell Mikey if I wanted a music bed or anything here. I don't know what's going to happen. So anyway, to celebrate the festive season, we've taken four presenters, paired them off, and set them up to be compete to be crowned the whole radio quiz champions. You can play along at home on Twitter... My glamorous assistant, Stuart, will be reading out the name of the fastest correct answer, as well as gently mocking any stupidity. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. First up, it's Albert and Joe. Hello, gentlemen. Evening. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. You all right? So you're working together today to, uh, to try and defeat the other team. Um, you feeling, uh, you feeling confident and happy? Yes. I'll just say <laughs> t- teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, I like that. Oh, you're an advertiser's dream, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, guys, uh, I'll obviously... Be I'll be on the screen near you soon. Don't you worry about that. I'll be guiding you through as best I can, but I can't... Obviously, I can't favour any team. And so so I do wish you the very, very best of luck, and hopefully your palace knowledge will, will shine through and you'll end up winning. But your opponents today are Alex and Ben. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, Hello. Let's do it. <laughs> you uh, are you two feeling confident? Alex, you strike me as the competitive sort. Well, I, I wouldn't say competitive, but I do no, want to win this very much. Um, okay. Uh, ben, are you similarly theoried? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not competitive at all, but uh, but yeah, if we <laughs> if we don't win, I'm 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 gonna heads will roll basically. So yeah, heads will roll. Yeah. Um, I did say this was supposed to be a light-hearted quiz, but um... no, there's nothing light-hearted about this. Don't you worry. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, um, well, listen. I'm I, I'm glad you're taking it seriously. It's that's already a step up from what I was expecting. But without further delay, it's time for round one. Is there any music for round one? Probably not. I'm going to go with the fact there's no music. The first round is name that clip. Okay, guys, you're listening. You've got to make sure you pay attention here. Again, like I say, play along at home. Tweet at HOL Radio when you've got the right answer. If you do get it right first, Stuart will be reading out your name and congratulating you. Uh, So, first round being, name that clip. We'll be playing our teams a number of clips and asking them to identify specific information about the event that the clip represents. Mm, It's a buzzer round, and the fastest to buzz in will get the chance to win the point for their team. Incorrect answers will allow others to steal the point. The buzzer for Alex and Ben is... I'm certainly going to back any man that is taking over, if I like them or not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good buzzer. Good. Good. The, buzzer the buzzer My for... My finest, Al- finest yeah, moment. Did that well, yeah. 
The buzzer for Albert and Jell is... Yes. Quality in the middle. Stuart, okay. <laughs> I love that. I Surpre- fucking love that. Oh, sorry. Oh, you've done it again. Apologise to Harvey immediately. I just did. Oh, good. I didn't hear that bit. There's a hiss in the background here. I can't tell. school tomorrow. Mm. Oh, no, it's yeah, he is. Anyway, so you're, you're ready? You're ready to go? All excited? I was born ready. Yeah, but are you ready now? Yes. Well, that's... Yeah, good. He's born in ready, not ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, but, but right, remember, you're typing, you're, ty- you're typing me to buzz in the Skype chat. First gets the first chance to answer. On this next upcoming clip, name the goal scorer and the fixture. The club where it all started for him professionally. <laughs> He's put to the sword by the master craftsman. <laughs> in the dying minutes of the first period of extra time. Yes. Quality in the middle. Stuart, okay. Hold on, hold on a minute. Hold okay, on a minute. Yeah. Hang and on, hang on. Easier than that. Right, the, wait, 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 wait. The rules were, hang on. The rules were we weren't allowed to say it until after the clip had finished. And oh, oh, that's was, not true. That's not true, Ben. Unfortunately, you weren't properly. Oh. Just to clarify, you can say it at any time, but right. we won't. But we won't come to you until after the clip's finished. Sorry, carry on. So the buzzer, Sorry. the buzzer came in for Joe and Albert's team. Which one are you going to answer first? Albert. Joe. Okay, it was no, Kevin Phillips. The playoff final. Okay, it was the playoff final and? Kevin Phillips. Oh, I didn't hear that bit, sorry. Yeah, okay, correct. One point goes to Albert and Joe's team. Oh, this one nil. Uh, one nil. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Come on. Does the right. questions get harder? Uh, I am. Potentially, Stuart, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that uh, note, the next clip, you need to name the scorer of the own goal. Still not clear though. Here's Quasi. Now Steve Stone with a chance to cross. Flick goalwards. It's an own goal from. An own goal that might just see off Crystal Palace's hopes for the afternoon. Yes. Quality in the middle. Right. Well, I've it's it's Albert and Joe's team again, according to Mikey. So. What's your answer? I don't know. Hang on a minute. Hang on, I know it. I know it. It's Tony Popovich away at Pompey the last well time. Well done, Jan. Correct. There you go. Correct answer. Uh, ben, so, you were starting so to complain said, again. Yeah. Can I complain after every question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joe buzzed first and he didn't know the answer. <laughs> I did. Oh, did I he? was second. I was second, oh, though. Albert all right. No, second. yeah. Fair enough. Albert was right. second. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, we'll Bad keep loser. an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that, all right? <laughs> Let him cheat, Ben. Let him cheat. Stop it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> right, this is already descending into uh, to madness. Uh, can I go to, uh, go to you, Stuart? Can you um, advise me on any correct answers from Twitter yet? Um, no. <laughs> well, there it's is... the one thing I want you to do. <laughs> there, there isn't any. Isn't. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, uh, one, no, no, no one has got the, well, no one's got a wrong answer. No one's got a correct answer as yet. Oh, all right. Let me just tell you, because clearly you're looking in the wrong place. Um, right. Fair enough. John Ellicott got Phillips and Watford playoff final, first of all. Uh, Patrick O'Connor did follow up shortly afterwards with Super Kev. Gareth Jones also very, very shortly afterwards with Phillips at Wembley. And Alex McKeown also got the right answer. Alex McKeown was the first to get the uh, correct answer for the own goal, say Popovich in the Portsmouth game. Yes, he wrote Portsmouth, but we'll forgive you for that, Alex. So well done, listeners, so far. Alex and John Ellicott are the leaders so far there. They're 2-0 to the good guys, Albert. Oh dear, oh dear. Jill, I, I know you're competitive. This is going to be painful. Okay, the question coming up on this clip is who is Neil Warnock talking about? Could see that it went in. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. When he did. And I, I, don't know how they, I don't know how to keep the jobs, mate. I think I just, I feel sorry for the players. I feel sorry for the fans who travelled all day. If that had happened at the other end of the pitch, there would have been an absolute riot. I'm certainly going to back any man that is taking over, if I like them or not. <laughs> okay. To be honest, that, that could be any match that Neil Warnock's in charge of, really. No. <laughs> exactly. Fair point, Stuart. Okay, Alex, Ben, which, whichever one of you it was first. I believe it was the referee against Bristol City when Freddie Sears scored yes. the goal. No, all, all the correct information him. there, yeah, well done. He, did, he doesn't have to name the referee, no. Of course he does. <laughs> I don't know the name it's of the referee. It was Rob Shoebridge. It was Rob Shoebridge. <laughs> oh, well, well done. Well done, Albert. I'll give you a bonus point if I can. He just Googled that. That's cheating. <laughs> he didn't Google it. Why would he Google it? It doesn't matter. There is I'm no bonus. I'm 2-0 up, mate. I don't need to cheat. 2-1. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I congratulate King B for being first on Twitter to get the correct answer there as well. Well done, mate. Okay. So it's 2-1. It's... Oh, it's Guys, tense, isn't it? This is Come on, It's definitely working. I didn't think this was going to work at all. Anyway. Okay, the next, uh, on the next clip, you have to name the fixture. Here's Scannell. Ambrose! Goal! Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace, and that may do it! I'm certainly going to back any man that is taking over, if I like them or not. <laughs> I got, I got Albert, as you... I've got this. Oh. This is uh, uh, I, I watch this on YouTube pretty much every week. So uh, yeah? it's second of May, two thousand and ten, away at Sheffield Wednesday. That is correct. That is the fullest possible answer. Boom! You've two drawn all. level two two. Like I want a drug test. <laughs> drug test I just him. want some drugs. <laughs> Pipe down, you two. Or prepare to be piped. Coming up next is your. Oh, final... oh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about what just happened there. Coming up next is your final clip. Uh, so for whoever gets this we'll be taking a lead into the second round which is incredibly exciting and meaningful who is the scorer of this hat trick Ambrose to deliver oh and Hennessy with an astonishing save but is there and Crystal Palace have the lead won the corner and scored the goal in for a second 
Certainly with this second phase of various bits. In for the hat-trick! Astonishing! I'm certainly going to back any man that is I taking won. over, <laughs> if I like them or not. <laughs> Oh. Danny so, Butterfield, you beauty. Yeah, it was Danny Butterfield. Um, for a bonus point, first person to shout it, who was the goalkeeper? Hennessy. Hennessy. Oh, first person was Alex White. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't. Oh, Albert, come easy, on, be a man. Easy, easy. You will listen back on the podcast, and you will you'll see that it's like a video replay. You'll see that. Won't see it. You might hear it. Can I, um, can I? <laughs> you're pretty angry about that. I'm going to hold off the bonus point until I've got some information from other people. You can't do that. <laughs> put it to Twitter. Put it to Twitter. I'll put it to Twitter. Twitter. Who was first? Was it Albert or Alex in our shouting Wayne Hennessy at me? Because I heard Alex first. Sit in the document that you that whatever you said goes. So yeah, it. I know, but I'm you know what I mean I, this is to actually award you a point, Joe. So I'd shut up if I was you. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Jesus, bruv. <laughs> anyway, can I just congratulate? Can I congratulate Matthew on Twitter for getting the right answer there first? Matthew Kingby and Alex were all correct. Well done. Um, Shit, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, but that was just one round, wasn't it? It's just one round. Uh, as as things stand, it goes. We we go into the next round with Alex and Ben four, including their bonus point, and Albert and Gel on two. The bonus point is being disputed, and I'm handing over to Twitter for the moment. Let's hope it doesn't. Point about naming Rob Shoebridge. You don't get that. that yes. Was <laughs> it's valid. It's a valid point. Don't well, argue we'll, with the quizmaster. We'll come back to this. Uh, my my authority. My authority cannot be questioned. <laughs> so be quiet. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God, I'm, I'm sweating and ready, but that, I mean, that is generally speaking. Anyway, on to, la- round, on to round two. Round two is a guessing game. The teams will be alternately asked to guess which member, what each member of the pla- Palace playing staff has received for Christmas. The players themselves have graciously agreed to provide up to three clues for the teams to help them along. Five points will be awarded for a correct answer with no clues. Three for one clue, two for two, and one for all three clues used. Opponents will get a chance to steal for a point if no correct answer is forthcoming after all clues. Got that? Let's play. Clear as mud. It is is as clear as mud. Okay, so the first... Oh, yeah, let's hope so, eh? Um, The first... The first... Uh, well, I'll be asking you, your team, Albert and Joe, just you for now. Alex and Ben, take a breather, but do listen in in case you can steal later on. Sit down, shut up, you two. <laughs> your uh, your player is Mila Yedinak. Now, what sort of thing do you think Mila Yedinak might get for Christmas? Yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad shout. Uh, Joe, any views? Just give me a clue. You want a clue, do you? Albert, you, is your answer is your only answer Joe, so far, yellow card? My answer is a yellow card. Joe, are you happy with that answer? Extended contract. Extended contract. Neither of those are correct. So let's hear the first clue from the genuine Mide Yedanak. I've got a bonza gift, mate. It really helps keep out the cold. That was uh, Mide Yedanak there. Sounds like he's got a cold. Yeah, I think he. I think he probably has. It's you know, it's the weather. It's difficult for an, an Aussie, which he definitely is. Can we uh, hear so, it again? Yeah. I got a bonza gift, mate. It really helps keep out the cold. So it's a bonza gift. It really helps keep out the cold. Any ideas of what sort of thing that might be, Joe Albert? 
a jacket. Well, that's, I mean, it's going to be more than that, isn't it? I mean, I was going to say uh, a hat and scarf set. Go on in. We'll go with that, Albert. Okay, I'm afraid that's incorrect. Would you like oh, clue number two? Yeah. <laughs> the best thing about this gift is that it's been made especially for me, given how I'm an Aussie. Did you get that? It's been made especially for him, given how he's an Aussie. Is it a dead koala bear? Well, <laughs> I can't really tell you, but I mean, you just need to be, just think about the clues all together and, you know, and how, it, what you would come up with an answer from that, you know, it, just think about that. It's a gel and eat, what do you reckon, mate? I don't really care. <laughs> well, that, no wonder we're losing. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it a fur I want to say you're quite, well, um, you're, do you know what? You're close enough because you've mink, said all, a mink oh, coat. you've gone further away. Um, I want to help Koala you. Koala bear said, coat. There you go. Okay. Well, let's, let's see. Let's ask Mila if you've got it correctly. Mila? <laughs> yeah, you're little rippers. That's right. It's a koala fur coat. <laughs> so you got it after two clues there. Thank, thanks to Mila Ednak for providing the clues. So, uh, so I, I jack it, but it had to be more specific. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. So, I mean, that gives you an idea of what to expect in the in the future ones, but um, you don't wear that. And, of course, you've got it after two clues only. You've got two points. So, well done. Hey. Well done, well Albert and Joe. Okay, well Alex Alex, and Ben, you've uh, you've had a flavour of what to expect. Yeah, and we're ready. Your, uh, your player is Johnny Parr. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think Johnny Parr might have got for Christmas? Uh, is it uh, the peculiar Norwegian fish dish, Rackfish, uh, which consists of fermented trout? Uh, oh, that's, is that your guess? That's my guess, yeah. I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not, uh, Alex. I'm, obviously, Alex didn't speak there, but... I thought we'd um, all guess each. You know, no, well, you, Alex, have a guess if you like. Just to clarify. I was going to say Jessup's camcorder. Mm. Okay, well, you're incorrect <laughs> as well, but good guesses without any clues. I take it you'll be wanting to hear from Johnny Parr, directly from Johnny Parr himself, the actual Johnny Parr, um, with, with, with the first clue, yeah? Yeah. Okay. This invention will help you when I'm making myself a tasty <laughs> snack. Jeez. Can you do it again, please? Uh, go, go on, let's hear it again. This invention will help you when I'm making <laughs> myself a tasty snack. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it, uh, is it a Breville? Um, okay, you'd confer with your colleague. Com uh, Alex, what do you think? I don't know what that is. <laughs> but I would say yes, because it sounds Scandinavian. Something your butler makes your sandwiches with. I, I have to say, this is a very difficult one. You're incorrect there, but I mean, you're sort of heading towards the right area. you just got to be, listen very, very carefully to the upcoming clue, which I think you'll need. The so item was invented in my home country, which is a slice of luck. Ooh. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, this is hard. So we're looking at an invention that slices things. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. from that's from Norway. Yeah, not from Sweden. No. Uh, is it the uh, the Norwegian cheese slicer? Uh, do you know? Uh, I'm going to have to let's go to Johnny on that one. Well done. It is a cheese slicer. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> How did you get that. That Norway is actually the home, the <laughs> place. That, sorry, that's just Johnny Parr makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> No, um, it's a Norwegian invention, the cheese slicer. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, well, someone, someone obviously knew that and gave that to Johnny Parr. Cheese slicer. Yeah. 
What's a cheese slicer? No, no, it's the home of the cheese slicer. Yes, it's true. Common knowledge, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amongst friends. Uh, <laughs> this is really disturbing. Okay, so um, back to, back to you, Albert and Joe. It's uh, two two points each on this round uh, so far, and uh, you've got Danny Gabadon. Fortunately, what sort of thing do you think Danny Gabadon would have got for Christmas? Bearing in mind the answers you've uh, been been on so far, cheese slicer. Because <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Parr didn't want it. Yes, um, uh, Joe, do you want to go with that? <laughs> Two legs. <laughs> what <laughs> new legs okay i can exclusively reveal neither of those are correct so let's have the first clue from danny gabadon gift i've been given is definitely something of a novelty <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks danny for the uh the clue there so something of a novelty well is that your actual answer <laughs> they are novel hmm is it going to be something stereotypical of a Welshman? Well, who would think? Who would? It's an inflatable sheep. Oh, let's let's have a quick chat with Danny and see what it was. Tidy, guess that it's an inflatable sheep. Get in there! <laughs> Oosh! Oh, that is ridiculously easy. Two in well, a row. Well, eat that's my what goal. Eat yeah. my goal. Three points. Yeah. Three points awarded there. Top corner. And, um, Oosh! It doesn't get it doesn't get any fairer for you, Alex and Ben. Next up, let's hear. Uh, well, we've got, no no. Let's not hear a clue first. You've got Damien Delaney. What sort of a thing do you think Damien Delaney would have got for Christmas? A lamp. Ben? A lamp. No, a leprechaun. Um. What? And just given a leprechaun. Just uh, a leprechaun. Yes. What? Uh, can I, I need to clarify here. You could, you, he would be given an actual live leprechaun. Yes, as a pet. A turnip. Okay. All right, okay, neither of those are true. A can of Guinness. So, uh, thanks, thanks for playing along, Stuart. You're welcome. <laughs> You're incorrect. Um, a U2 so album. A U2, thanks, thanks for all these that gives it. You're getting the idea, though, definitely. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have the first clue from Damien. Well, I've been given a lovely gift to wear that reminds me of home. So he's been given a gift to wear, and it reminds him of home. God. Right. A leprechaun's outfit. Let's have a word with Damien. No, Fair play, no. fellas. That's right. It's a leprechaun costume. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Three po- that was three points there, just to correct... Um, Correct, correct. This is rubbish, Joe. Come on, this took me six hours to record oh. all the clips of all the players. Seriously, this took you six hours to prepare. Some of, it, some, of, some of it did. A lot of it, a lot of it, we were trying to stop Mikey's baby from crying. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, so that, I mean, it's going well so far. Just the last two left. Um, Albert and Jill, this is b- by far your hardest one. You've got Barry Bannon. Now, what would Barry Bannon get for Christmas? Uh, I was going to say something alcohol related, but that would be quite libelous. <laughs> you would, yeah. Um, it's a good thing I didn't say it. Um, yeah, did well. He'd get substituted after about fifty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a new club and substituted. No, neither of those are true. Let's get the first clue from Barry Bannon. I've got a great wee gift to wear, so it's an item of apparel. Kilt. I'm afraid it's not a kilt or a sporran. Um, you're going to uh, need clue number two, do you think? Is it, is it a hat with a ginger wig? 
Oh, um, <laughs> well, well, let's uh, let's find out from Barry. Ba- no, Joe, let's find out from Barry Bannon what it is. Well done, we man. It was a Jimmy Hart. It was a Jimmy Hart, which is exactly <laughs> what you described. Well done, and Joe. <laughs> Come on! I can't believe you got that. You're a genius. I, I whipped it in. You nodded it home. <laughs> so that was under after clue number one. You, you set them up. I'll knock them in. Boosh. Okay, the final, the final player, the final. You'll be so happy to know the final part of round two is uh, what did Marouane Shamak get for Christmas? Alex and Ben. Hair Alex. gel. Oh, it's. Uh, we're going to go with hair gel or couscous. <laughs> Okay, I didn't go down the, the couscous route. Um, no, that is incorrect. Um, would you like clue number one? Is it a USB? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, we'll have clue one. Clue one. <laughs> the gift here seems to be somewhat ironic. <laughs> that's definitely, oh, my that, God. That's, yeah, that's the real Marin Schmack. Oh, that has not helped us at all, which is nice. Ironic. Uh, ironic. Is he bore it? <laughs> Uh, you, you might that might be where the accent is. It a mankini? Uh, it's oh, not, unfortunately. No. no, no, no. But I mean, you know, you, you've been, you've you probably targeted the right area. I think it's fair to say. So let's um before. So let's let's uh let's move on to clue number two because it is tricky. Let's um yeah. You happy with that? Moving on. Yeah. What girl is really keeping with my recent activities? What the hell? Colors. What the, the colours? The colours are in keeping with his recent activities. So colours that mean something to him now, now where he is now. So, so red and blue. Say, can you can you have some more clues? What was the first clue? <laughs> oh, God. You can play the first clue again. Why, why, why? The gift here seems to be somewhat ironic. The colours are in keeping with my recent activities. It's got to be a palace shirt. Is that your answer? Ben? Uh, well, I guess so, but I don't, I don't know if anything better. So. All right, in, incorrect. Incorrect. Would you like clue number three? Yes. In spite of the colours, if I wanted to play, I would get banned. A head, red and blue headband or something. Well, let's see what Marianne Schumacher has to say, your answer. Yuxmash, you're correct. It was a red and blue headband. What? <laughs> Congratulations on your your point there. So right, uh, investigate this, please, somebody, because this is not fair. Just the one point. <laughs> can I? Can I? Um, the glamorous is, assistant is using is, is losing the will to live here. Uh, really? Yes. Uh, this... <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on massively. Okay? Let's do scores on the doors. Come on. Scores on the yeah, doors. Scores Get into that doors. round. At the end of the, at the end of the round, Albert and Jell on ten points, Alex and Ben on twelve. Ooh. <sighs> round three is is a who said that round. Alex and Ben and Albert and Jell will be giving me numbers between one and six. I will then read out a corresponding stupid quote from a palace uh, personality, past or present, and they'll have to identify who that person is with a chance to steal if incorrect. Starting with you, Alex and Ben. Please pick a number between one and six. Go for it, Alex. We would like number three, please, Chris. Oh, it's a bad one. Okay, number three is, the quote is... The wrong answer. (laughs) Number three, the quote is, in retrospect, of course, I regret calling them morons. Imbeciles would have been more appropriate. Who said that? (sighs) Um, Alex, I'm buzzing in. I'm buzzing in. 
Joel, can you please be quiet when it's not when it's, it's not going to be? It's going to be a controversial manager that we've had. So that puts Warnock and Holloway in the frame, doesn't it? Yes, let's go. Well, I don't remember Holloway saying it. So let's go for the former. Let's go, Warnock. Neil Warnock, okay. please. Chris. You're, you're incorrect. You're incorrect, uh, Albert or Joel. Consonant, please. Simon Jordan. <laughs> it was Simon Jordan. Little Shelton fans. You said manager. Yeah. You said manager. Correct. No, correct. Didn't. No. No, you didn't. didn't. You didn't say manager. No. You assumed it was a manager. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Bow, please. Next. Yeah. That's fine. That's so you've got to pick a number. You obviously can't pick number three. Remaining numbers between one and six. Go on, Joe. One. Two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to take your first request, number one. The, the quote is as follows. I took them to an Italian restaurant last Thursday, paid for it myself, and it was quite nice. They didn't like the lasagna, though they wanted spaghetti but bolognese. Wow. So that's, yeah, well, that, that's your quote. I took them to an Italian restaurant last Thursday, paid for it myself, and it was quite nice. They didn't like the lasagna, though they wanted spaghetti bolognese. Uh, any clues, Joe? Uh, I've, 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 I'm going to say Neil Warnock. Okay, that is the incorrect answer. It was Alan Smith. So, oh shit, should have really given Bella. Okay, Bella we're gonna go they Alan wouldn't have got Smith. that. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have got have that. that. They, they had nothing to too, say. Too young. Yeah, well, how yeah. do you know that? Never too young. I've got a wise head on this young body. But moving swiftly on, uh, numbers two, number two, four, five, or six, please, Alex and Ben. Four. Number four. <gasps> okay. I would not sign for another club, even if I was offered $15 million. However, it would be different if they were to offer, instead offer me 15 different women from around the world. My God. <laughs> Alex? You know... Let's just take a stab in the dark here. I'm well, feeling that Marco Reich, Marco Reich <laughs> might have been a bit of a ladies' man, also with Jonas Kolka. So I'm just trying to think up. Uh, get, la- get an agreement with Ben as to what you're going to say, and then we'll... Um, um, it's got to be before that, though, isn't it? Like, I reckon Clinton. Clinton, you would say that. Yeah. yeah go on. We'll, we'll have that. Okay, it wasn't it. It was Sasa... Oh, shit. Oh, I was going to say Sasa Sertic. I know you Guys, uh, I ruined it though. Yeah. Half a point. Oh, Half a point. I've, I've ruined one each, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, but I knew it. That's the difference. Yeah, I knew I it. Exactly. I want a steward. Where's your steward? Albert, I'll uh, give you a hug later. Numbers that, two. Was that, was that quite before or after he left? Two, five, it was when he joined, I think. Uh, two, five, or six, please, gents. Two. Please don't fuck it please. up. Okay, the quote is this. I was watching the Blackburn game on TV on Sunday when it flashed on the screen that George Ndar had scored at Birmingham. My first reaction was to ring him up, but then I remembered he was out there playing. <laughs> Sounds like Dean Golden or someone like that. Dean Golden and George Ndar were really close. Albert? Andy Gray would say something silly like that as well, I think. Was Andy Gray there when George Ndar was there? I was going to say it's someone like um, Dave Bassett. On here. Dave Bassett. Yeah. Okay, an agreement, please, on an answer, gentlemen, very quick. You're saying Dave Bassett? 
No. I reckon Dave Bassett, but you you go. You say. No. Oh. Pick one. I trust you, man. Uh, no, I've got to trust you. Dave Bassett. Okay, it's, it's incorrect. Throwing it over to Ben and Alex. I remember two. Okay, let's pick one of their other answers. Andy Gray. Incorrect. It was Addy Akinbaye. Uh, remember him? Uh, uh, yeah, he, he was really good. Yeah, he was, yeah. Okay, so it's five or six, please. Alex, go. Six. Okay. The quote is, A lot of people don't expect me to be any use to Palace. Then a lot of people talk shit. No, right. This is going to be reasonably old, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, it's going to be like 1970s. No. Come on, that'd be ridiculous. We wouldn't do that to you. Nine, 90s, then. It's got to be the 90s. Can you repeat the quote, please? <laughs> you want me to repeat the quote? Yeah. When I've changed screens. <laughs> a lot of people don't expect me to be of any use to Palace. Then a lot of people talk shit. What about Holloway? Did he say anything like that, Ben? Um, no, I doubt it. I think we're going earlier than that. Some good guesses coming in, uh, which I'll come to in a minute, but I don't see anyone else who's got it correct as yet. Right, well, right. Let, I don't know. Pick some random. I, I don't know. Let's go for uh, Calvin Andrew. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Joe and to Albert. Who do you think, Albert? I think it's Clinton. Do you? See, I'd, I'd, I think that's St. Lenny Lawrence might say. Ooh. Go with you. Go with you. All right. Well, I can say you're both incorrect. It was was Thomas Brolin. Okay. Final. Final. You're you're left with (laughs) number five. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You're left with number five. If you can uh, answer this quite quickly, it'd be good. Uh, Number five. The quote is this. And obviously, this is to you, Joel and Albert. I'm not going to make it a target, but it's something to aim for. Oh, I know. Oh, bollocks. I think that's Dave Bassett. Go on, Go on. That's our answer. Okay, incorrect. Ben, Al- uh, Alex? James Scowcroft. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. Okay, but well, it wasn't. <laughs> incorrect. It was Steve Koppel, you idiots. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So, at the end of that scintillating round displaying the amazing knowledge of uh, the four presenters the score is currently Alex and Ben leading with 12 Albert and Jell have 11 no that was the scores last time no we were two up last time we weren't now so whinging uh, plenty of there was a correct answer in the in there from King B. You've got Simon Jordan on the question on the quiz. Uh, John Adcock had a fair few guesses. At, um, I think the Thomas Brolin one with Jovan Kirovsky, Neil Ruddock, but no one, no one else got that. Um, seems that they, uh, yeah, certainly the the questions have been causing some some trouble from those listening in. Fantastic. All right, look, round four is a quick fire. Teams have one minute each to answer as many questions as they can. Uh, within a limit of number of questions I've got, so I might have to read them quite slowly if they're good. Um, so we're going to start with the losing team first, which is Joel and Albert. So as soon as the music begins, I shall begin speaking. 
I can't hear any music yet. Andy Johnson finished Palace's top goalscorer in the 2004-05 season with 22 goals. Who was second? Thierry Henry. Incorrect. Which team... <laughs> Incorrect. You can guess as much as you like. It's your time. No? Okay. What, Which... do you mean the Palace okay. player? Yeah, it is. Do you want to say pass or not? I'll pass. Peter Morrison. Right, no, none of those are correct. Which team bizarrely faced Palace in 2013 playing in the Eagles away kit? Barnsley. Correct. Oh, what a kit. Which round do Premier League clubs enter the Capital One Cup? <clears throat> Third round. Incorrect. Fourth round. <laughs> Incorrect. Second. Round. Yeah, second round. Well done. Say, say pass if you want to move on. Um, so you got it in the end, second round. Which Palace player scored the match winner against Ipswich Town to put Palace top of the first division for the first time in their history? Ian Wright. Nope. Pass. Which two players scored hat-tricks as Palace demolished Southend 8-0 in 1990? Ian Wright. Mark Bright. Correct. In 1991, Crystal Palace won the ZF Data system... Oh, hang on. The music stopped. You've started. You've started till you finish. Oh, I yes. we finished about two questions ago. Exactly. Yeah, did, yeah. I've, stopped, I've stopped. I've stopped. I've stopped. The Ian Wright and Mark Bright one. I'm counting. I've stopped. All right. So that you didn't get that many right, really, did you? It's quite disappointing. Well, you weren't writing them down. Why would I write them down? How many did we get? <laughs> At least three Seven. or four. There were three. Seven. There were three. Three correct answers, I believe. Four. So uh, there you go. Correct. So that actually leaves you on 14, which means Alex and Ben only need three points to win. Come on. What, to win the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you so angry about anything in my life, Joe. I don't know what your matter you. It's bringing me down as well. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> right, we got Albert, this. Come on. You, okay. Albert, are you going to mute your mic? As soon as the, uh, yeah, I'm going to mute it now. So as soon as the music starts, same rules as uh, the other team, as soon as the music starts, I'll begin. Which Palace player scored on his debut against Sheffield Wednesday going on to 113 times for the club? Clinton Morrison. Correct. Palace became the first league team to beat Brighton at their new stadium. Who were the three goal scorers? Ambrose, Wilfred Zahar, Glenn Murray. Correct. How many home games are there in a single Premier League season? 18. 1990. 19, 19. Correct. In 1962, Palace celebrated with the installation of new floodlights with a high-profile friendly. Who were the opposition? Real Madrid. Correct. Simon Jordan bought Crystal Palace after selling his former mobile phone company. What was it called? Oh, pocket, what? pocket phone. Pass, the, the pocket phone shop. Pocket phone yeah. shop. Correct. Correct. In 2000, which Palace player was fined £100 for having a nickname on the back of his shirt? Razor Raddock. Correct. Which US city did Palace briefly have an academy team based in? Baltimore. Correct. Which former Palace manager was known for his flamboyant nature? Sorry, I've started so I'll finish. I've finished. <laughs> <laughs> I said Fedora hat over the thing. Malcolm Allison. Correct. Oh, come on. Unbelievable. Smashed it. Oh, wow. That is how you oh, do it. I don't really need to say much more, do I? Other they, than... they said pass. And Age then he wins. said the right answer, Age and he wins. gave him the point. Um, in the, the end, end in the end, gents, it was uh, the distance was, was so extensive that those things don't matter. <laughs> None of it matters. You were you were defeated, fair and square. 
shambles. Well, that was what we do when we don't have a game to review. Um, hopefully, the football will be back very, very soon. And um, yeah, some of you may have enjoyed it, judging by Twitter. Some of you didn't. Well, you I know, didn't. no. <laughs> Uh, who cares? Anyway, we'll be back next week. Ben will be your host. <laughs> and uh, Nick and Alex will be there too. And Tom will be in charge of the contact hub as I'm out somewhere on a stag do. Uh, so join us next Sunday at 8pm. Cheers. Bye. Homesdale Radio is proudly sponsored by CompleteSigns.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London and Crawley and Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs, then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website, completesigns.co.uk, for further information, including contact details and full office addresses. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.